Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. As we kick off hour number three of the show, we do it with a little JT Money. There's nothing wrong with that. JT Money, who that is always a, a, a selection that we love to hear here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. We have Tyler Dragon from USA Today coming up in about 15 minutes, well, about 10 minutes from now, actually, here as we got off to a little bit of a late start here in hour number three. But earlier today, as we're here at the VU Studios for Aces Media Day, we've talked to Chelsea Gray. You've heard that conversation. We've talked to Kirsten Bell. I had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Becky Hammond. You'll hear that coming up about 4.30. But myself and Willie Ramirez also caught up with the Aces, Kelsey Plum. We're here with Aces. Kelsey Plum, it's media day. How is this as the defending champion? I mean, it's great, but honestly, like, every season is a new season, you know? So for me, I don't really take much into it uh, for the past season, and, you know, every season comes with ups and downs and different, you know, twists and turns, and we're just getting started, but uh, I'm excited about our group. I'm excited about uh, what's ahead, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I asked Coach Hammond about what it's like being the hunted now. You guys were the hunters. Now you guys are the hunted. Does that change anything for you when you're training and when you're preparing? You know, I disagree. Um, I think for for me, I don't I don't run like someone's running behind me. I run like I'm chasing <laughs> something. So uh, I, I don't really look at it like that. I understand why people do, mm-hmm. um, and they have every right to. But for me personally, like I think it's an opportunity. It's this opportunity to push the boundaries on. Uh, what the W can bring viewership-wise and, and kind of grow of the game. And, you know, you want to be challenged by your teammates, by yourself, by other players around the league. And this offseason has certainly brought that to the table. So for me as a competitor, it's exciting. Is it Ain't, ain't nothing hunted or nothing. <laughs> I, I don't buy any of that. Okay, okay. This is a team since it got to Las Vegas, Kels, that's been built on chemistry, the yeah. locker room chemistry. We know that, right? Now there's sort of an inner chemistry with that chemistry with three former Sparks together uh-huh. in being CP, Chelsea, and Bay. How has it been seeing those three kind of back together again and seeing that? that Because it's a family within a family. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever you win a championship with someone, it's like you kind of went through war. Um, and uh, I know that they had a lot of, um, you know, wars that they went through. And so they're, they're like... There's, their trust is, is like solidified, you know, which is really cool to see because you always want to see people have that trust within, you know, each other around the locker room. And th- they're gamers. Um, you know, I think from anything, we take away their experience and they, they can draw on things that they learned throughout those seasons. And uh, you can just tell that they don't even have to really say anything. You just know that those three have been through it together. And um, I'm glad that they're on our team and not somebody else's. <laughs> Last year on this day, you and I spoke and I told you, KP's going to have her biggest year ever and you're going to challenge for the MVP trophy you ended up walking away I think in third place in voting a WNBA title what is what is it now is it chasing that second chip but what else is it for Kelsey Plum that that you're going after what are you what are you hungry for still I mean I'm hungry for a lot of things but I think for for me my perspective right now is like all right whatever it takes to win I know that when we win as you saw last year, everyone got awards, you know, the, all those individual things. And I think this in today's day with like social media and and it's like mind, mind, mind. But really, when you win, it's amazing how everyone gets MVPs and all WNBAs and, you know, and all stars and things like that, you know. So so I think if that is the main focus, I don't really worry about everything else. I think the play and stuff will take care of itself. So the, the the party on the strip was amazing after yeah. the championship. What yeah. was it like being back in T-Mobile Arena just the other day for the preseason game and just getting that atmosphere again? 
I mean, Michelob, Michelob it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, Michelob is, I mean, we, we have the best fans. Yeah. And, you know, and to see those guys show out for a preseason game right, is, like, right. unheard of. Um, and so we're excited. I mean, we know that, um, you know, what the franchise has done to promote us post-championship and mm-hmm. to promote, um, you know, even the league is growing and things like that. So I know we're going to have a lot of sellouts. I know we're going to have, you know, a tough house to come in and compete against is what you want as a player right yeah how, how is it having that facility now that's yours where you don't have to pack up after practice you don't have to you know what i mean pack up the car and yeah. do all this now it's your spot that you have as a practice facility i mean it's something that you know i've wanted since i was shoot i didn't even had it in college mm-hmm. so it, it's pretty amazing um and just to be able to uh see the investment that mark has made in us and um for him that like he really cares mm-hmm. and uh, you can see and i think that you know, you watch players even today and, and throughout the season. Like, Willie could tell you, like, we have players that are happy. Right. And, we pl- and Becky always says it, but, like, happy players play better. Fact, it's not, it's not facts, a coincidence. Facts, you know, you yeah. treat people the right way, and it always comes back to you. And so, I, I mean, I think you see that. And uh, you see that in the health of people. You see that mentally, physically, emotionally. So, again, I'm just grateful to be a part of this franchise. Um, and it's, it's an honor to wear this jersey. We're getting the wind up, uh, wind up the okay. interview, but yeah. we got to get one from you, uh, Kels. Can we get a a preseason? <laughs> preseason what? <laughs> we got to hear the, the bark. You ready? Oh Already. no! I don't get Media paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next time, next time. Kelsey Plum, right there with me, me and Willie Ramirez earlier. You heard Willie Demon trying to get her to do the bark early, trying to get her. She's like, "Look, man, it's not." It's not midseason right now. I haven't even tipped off the season yet. We're not going to go with that. But he sure was trying, man. He, he tried his best. Willie be setting up people when he be asking for questions uh, or asking questions. He asked uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Bell, and you'll hear that conversation hopefully at the later end of the show. But he was like, who's your best or who's your favorite uh, best dressed uh, person who covers the sports? And, you know, Willie always wears suits and everything. He was basically trying to get himself. I mean, what? No, what? no, he was. That's what. It, yeah, and you'll hear. It what kind of question the, is that? He just wanted. He just wanted to hear. Who's his, the best dressed person that covers the team that yeah. you've seen that has a bald head? Yeah, she and, was like, she was like, you, my guy, and I was like, ah, you gonna ask that question? So, did yeah. you want to say? But you ain't seen me dressed. Did you? No, wanna? no, because I'm not in that world. I'm not in that. He's my man. Is like suited up and everything. And I'm like, I'm a polo. I'm a polo type guy, man. Give me a Nike polo. Give me some Nike. Nike golf pants, I'm straight. I don't I don't need all that. I was at the preseason, and Willie's in preseason form, too. I was at the preseason game this past Saturday, you know, as a fan, but I saw Willie. No suit. Oh, really? No suit. Willie's oh, yeah, in preseason just, form. He was just preseasoning it up because during the regular season, he will be suited and booted. I'm not mad at him. That's his style. That's how he gets down. But, uh, yeah, so I uh, I flipped it on him, though. I did ask him. I was like, all right, well, then go on and get uh, – got to get tatted because, you know, Kirsten's really tatted up. I said, well, then you got to go get tatted. If, if you know, you're bragging about your dressing, then you got to, you know, you got to look at what she does with the tattoo game. And he's like, oh, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. And I was like, okay. There you go. Could you imagine Willie at, what, 50 years old just getting coming to work Gets one day with sleeves? face and everything. Well, no, because, you know, she's got some on her face. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, put some on the side of his head and everything. I mean, his head is bald. He's got a, a plenty of canvas. <laughs> <laughs> I was got, thinking the same thing. He's got plenty of canvas to work with, man. 4-11 is the time. When we come back, we'll talk to Tyler Dragon from USA Today. We'll talk all things NFL as we're here at the VU Studios for Aces Media Day. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We're live from the VU Studios, Aces Media Day. 
Coming up in about 15 minutes, you'll hear from Aces head coach, Coach Becky Hammond. I caught up with her earlier today as the ladies are here putting together everything, all the preparations, final touches on the upcoming season, getting their intro video done together. So hear a little bit of music in the background. Don't worry, it's just a small concert going on here at the VU Studios. But join us now on the phone lines from USA Today is our good friend Tyler Dragon at the Tyler Dragon on Twitter. And Tyler, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I definitely appreciate you. And Wanted to ask you off top about the NFL announcing that Peacock will be the home for the first ever exclusive live-streamed NFL playoff game uh, wild card weekend, January 13th of 2024. Is there a service or an outlet that the NFL is not exhausting in 2023? <laughs> that is funny. Uh, when I first uh, heard the news, the first thing that came to mind is I do feel sorry for those who do not have Peacock so they cannot watch uh, that playoff game, but you know, whether it's YouTube with uh, the NFL Sunday ticket, uh, Nickelodeon, the NFL, you can just see it on an assortment of different networks now. They're building a monopoly uh, when it comes to television networks. But that's just the appetite that um, all of us have for NFL football. It's the number one sport in the United States for a reason. Yeah, no, you're right about that. You know, and it's funny, the NBA used to have Christmas. The NFL's taken that. Uh, Black Friday was just Black Friday. Now the NFL's taken that. And I think, <laughs> side note, I think that the NFL missed it by not putting the Raiders on Black Friday. But that's a whole other conversation. But, man, I mean, there's not a day either that it seems like the NFL is not trying to feature a game on. It just it feels like at some point, Tyler, we may have a game every single day of the week. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a traditionalist a little bit. I still like my NBA on Christmas. Right. <laughs> right. Even though I cover the NFL, I am going to watch the NBA on Christmas. Uh, but, yeah, you know, there's already games, obviously, on Monday, Thursday, uh, some Saturdays. Now we have Black Friday and, of course, on Sunday. All that's missing is Tuesday and Wednesday. And you right. feel like that is coming up down the pike uh, eventually. But, yeah, you know – I. Again, I'm a traditionalist. I love my NFL football on Mondays mm -hmm. and on Sundays. And for the players, a lot of players do not like uh, playing games, on, especially the Thursdays, because it's a quick turnaround and it's hard on the body, especially if you're uh, just coming off of a game on Sunday. You really have only a couple days to prepare, and then you have a travel day on Wednesday, so it's really tough on the body uh, to recover. And then the preparation to uh, go against that next team, it's all jam-packed in that week. So for a player's sake, uh, for health, safety, uh, they don't really like the quick turnaround, especially on that Thursday night. Well, what did you think about what the NFL did with Thursdays this year where every team wasn't made to play on Thursday and some teams have to play on multiple Thursdays? Yeah, I don't really like the rule, especially the multiple Thursdays. I mean, that, that leaves a, uh, a lot of teams thrown under the bus a little bit. I mean, the scheduling gods don't really work in their favor. Now, maybe if they had a, a bye week, um, you know, a after a quick turnaround, yes. But, you know, it, they really don't do the players uh, any favors with those quick turnaround uh, trips. No, no, they don't at all. Again, we're talking with the Tyler Dragon on Twitter. You can find him, Tyler Dragon USA Today. Uh, it's Raider Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness, DeMond's got one for you. With the schedule, how soon do you think we're going to get to that 18-game schedule where maybe the teams do get that second bye week? 
I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. That mm. I know for fans, there's a little bit of momentum. More football is always better for uh, a, a lot of fans. But I do think the NFL is content with uh, the Week 18 and the 17-game uh, schedule. It took a long time for them to extend it uh, just one week. So I don't see that happening within uh, uh, this decade, uh, to say the least. Uh, maybe 10, 15, 20 years down the line, they could mm. increase the games. But then, again, you have to worry about the health and safety of players. You know, the NFL is, you know, in the midst of a concussion uh, lawsuits again, and players are suing the NFL. And so you have to be mindful of that as well. Now, we all love football. We all love watching it. But from a health and safety standpoint, you have to be mindful of that, too, when you're talking about putting these players um, in and out of games uh, an additional week, and not to mention playoffs as well. When it comes to the NFL schedule and the marquee games, every fan base is always talking about, hey, when are we going to get those primetime games? Are there any teams that you saw that shocked you about the league believes in them that much, giving them that many TV games? Uh, I think they pretty much got it right. You know, you have the obviously the Dallas Cowboys of the world, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they're a, a, a hot team now with prime time tickets, the Los Angeles Chargers as well. So I, I believe that the NFL got it right uh, with their prime time games. You know, you want to uh, have bright lights to the biggest stars of the of game, and I think the NFL did right uh, this year with serving the prime time games and giving that appetite with the audience of the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles of the world. And, you know, I'm throwing the San Francisco 49ers in there as well. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, the Raiders got five primetime games, and it surprised me. I was pretty shocked that they were able to get that, that, that many. <laughs> I, I was. That, that is true. Now, but see, the Raiders, you obviously know down there in Vegas, big fan base, not only in Las Vegas, but still have a lot of Bay Area fans as well. And Devontae Adams, the Raiders could surprise some teams a little bit. I know a lot of people aren't high on Jimmy Garoppolo, but he knows the system well. The Raiders had a pretty good draft, especially addressing the defense. The AFC West is going to be a gauntlet, but the Raiders could surprise some teams. Tyler Dragon is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, I did want to you know, continue to ask you about the Raiders. Today we found out about Marcus Peters coming in to visit with the, the, the front office and maybe that they end up signing him. You've covered the league for a long time. How much do you think Marcus Peters still has left in the tank? Well, he is coming off of an injury, so I would be a little concerned that they will certainly uh, give him a physical and everything and do their due diligence uh, medically before they, you know, sign an undotted line. Uh, I do think he will help um, a Raiders secondary. The Raiders secondary is below average. You all know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their defense is one of the huge reasons why last year was uh, sub-mediocre. And so if they can upgrade that defense, primarily their secondary, their linebacking corps, I do think the Raiders can make some noise in the AFC West, but they're going to have their hands full. And I, Peters, he's a veteran. He's been in and out of the NFL game for years. So I do think that he can be a good addition for Raiders secondary that was below average last year. 
How would you kind of summarize his career? I mean, from the minute he you know left college, obviously, and uh, ended up in Kansas City, he's always been a guy that you know is going to take the ball away. But then it's you know it's always those frustrating moments with Marcus Peters as well that you're just going to pull your hair out and wonder what in the hell was he thinking on that one. But kind of from you know what, what what would you think of Marcus Peters in his career so far? Yeah, it's been boomer bust. Really, uh, he has a whole lot of good plays, but he has some low lights as well. And not even just on the field, off the field too, on the sideline, yelling yeah. at coaches, maybe players. But if he can realm that in, have it under control, play within the confines of the game, he's a veteran now, he has a lot of experience, maybe he'll be a really good addition for the next team. Um, he kind of wore out his welcome in Baltimore. But – I do think he can be a valuable addition for a team in need of some secondary help. The Cleveland Browns traded for Darius Smith. Could you see between now and training camp any other Pro Bowl-type players getting moved? Uh, well, you know, I'm still looking at free agency. Uh, maybe like Madama Kinsu. He is mm. still out there. Uh, a, a lot of teams need an interior defensive tackle. Maybe he's not the player uh, he used to be, but he is uh, still a force in the interior, a, a definitely a good uh, run defender as well. Uh, monitoring uh, the Austin Eckler situation with the Los Angeles Chargers. He requested a trade. The um, Chargers gave him permission to go out and seek a trade, but that hasn't really materialized. And another name um, that I'm interested in and that's kind of quieted down is DeAndre Hopkins receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, it's been rumblings that um, the Cardinals were shopping him and he was interested in not leaving, but then he posted on Instagram that he's, you know, kind of wants to stay in Phoenix. I just saw him at the um, Suns game uh, when before they got blew out by the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> so it, it, it's seeming like he's um, enjoying still his time. Uh, in Arizona, but that that is a, a player that can instantly make somebody uh, a Super Bowl favorite, maybe like the Kansas City Chiefs who probably need another number one wide receiver or the Buffalo Bills. You could add DeAndre Hopkins in the mix, and the Chiefs are instantly the favorites to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Or if you add them in Buffalo, I mean, maybe they're right up there with the Chiefs, right up there with the Bengals, and uh, a few other teams as the favorites in the AFC. So those are a few names that I'm still interested in saying and keeping my eye on. Tyler, don't do that to us. Do not do that to <laughs> us where he goes to Kansas City. And then we just finished talking about the Raiders secondary. All of a sudden, we have to talk about a Raiders team that's going up against all the weapons that they have at Kansas City. Yeah, don't don't wish that on us, my man. Please. <laughs> Something well, else. He did. He did mention he could be interested in the Chiefs, but I bet <laughs> everybody's interested <laughs> in the Chiefs. The good, the good news is that the momentum is seeming like he's going to stay in Phoenix. But we'll there see. you go. <laughs> when it comes to the running back position, you mentioned Austin Eckler, how he requested a trade. It seems that the uh, Minnesota Vikings they're going to release Dalvin Cook, and you still have Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs yet to sign their franchise tags. Is the NFL at a place where the good running backs who aren't even in their 30 yet are being pushed out by teams not wanting to give them the deals that they deserve? I feel sorry for running backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really yep. do. The position has been devalued. And really, uh, after the quarterback, they touch the ball the second most. Uh, it is just that you know their lifespan in the NFL is a lot shorter than all other positions. But their value – 
if you have a really good running back in your team, their value is it's probably right after the quarterback. If you can hand in the ball 15, 20, 25 times a game, if it's a, a 1,500-yard rusher, like, for instance, Derrick Henry and the impact he's had in the Tennessee Titans. Uh, if you have a running back of that caliber, Saquon Barkley, you can argue that he was the best player on the Giants team last year and the reason why he, um, the Giants went to the playoffs. Yes, Daniel Jones had a, a, a lot better season, but Saquon Barkley was the best player and the uh, feature part of that offense. And so if you have a standout running back who can be a franchise piece, I still think you should uh, be able to pay him and come up with a number that satisfies both parties, maybe a short-term type of contract. But those longer-term deals for a 27-, 28-, 29-year-old running back, I think those days are over. It's unfortunate. But when you look at, um, you know, recent history, running backs, they seem to fall off the cliff um, after uh, on the other side of 30, and that's because all the miles and wear and tear that is put in their body from running – up and down uh, through the middle um, and getting hit by defensive linemen and linebackers 30, 40 times a game. Again, Tyler Dragon is with us from USA Today here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. You mentioned earlier the Raiders draft class, and I wanted to really look at Tyree Wilson. I'm excited about that pick. I think he's going to be a good player. Obviously, he comes in with the foot injury, so some teams were a little concerned about it and a little scared away from him during the draft process. But what do you think the Raiders are getting in Tyree Wilson? Well, he's definitely an athletic freak. I do think he has a high motor, and he's a little bit raw in his technique. But I think with good coaching, he'll be able to fine-tune those skills. I'm interested to see how much of the playing time he's going to take from Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones underperformed last year. The Raiders were really high on him when they first got him. We know Max Crosby is going to do his thing. But on the other side, it seems like he needs a little bit more help so all the attention is not on Crosby. So how much is Tyree Wilson going to push Chandler Jones and even motivate uh, Jones to have a kind of revitalized type year? But when I look at Tyree Wilson, I do think um, next year, uh, maybe the year after that, he is going to be that defensive end that you pair alongside with Max Crosby for the next a few years to come, and I do think his potential is really high. And finally, I wanted to ask you about Michael Mayer. He was a second-round pick out of Notre Dame to tie it in, and a lot of people call him Baby Gronk. He's had that name for a long time, and obviously Josh Daniels knows what to do with with uh, Rob Gronkowski, and I'm not saying Mayer is that guy, but that's his nickname. So uh, what do you think he brings to that Raiders offense, and how much do you think Jimmy G will appreciate a guy like uh, Michael Mayer? So he reminds me of Jason Witten a little okay. bit, the way he runs his routes. He's not fast at all. He's not going to beat you with his speed, but right. he knows how to get open. He knows how to read the zones and find the soft spots in the zone. So I really do like his you know, football IQ, and he's a sure hand catcher, and he knows how to block. He's one of those complete tight ends. A lot of times when teams draft tight ends or t- tight ends around the football league, you see that they're just pass catchers. They don't really know how to uh, block. There's very few of those tight ends uh, left in the National Football League, but he's one of those tight ends who can block in, in, in the run game and can go out and catch passes. But the knock on him, and, and one of the main reasons why he fell in the draft, is he's not going to beat you 
with his speed. And right now, today's NFL game is all about quickness and speed, but that is not his game. He's going to find soft spots in the zone, and he's going to be a sure-handed catcher, and he's going to be able to help you in the run game with his blocking skills. Well, there you go. There it is. Great breakdown right there. Tyler Dragon, USA Today, on Twitter at the Tyler Dragon. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Well, I'm going to be at a mandatory mini camps coming up here soon, so I should be traveling to the AFC West and NFC West cities and breaking down some, nice. um, you know, their players and everything. So you can keep it locked on uh, usatoday.com with my uh, latest work. Nice. I like it. I like it. Well, hopefully you'll be in, in Vegas soon and we can catch up again like we caught up in Phoenix a, a couple times. Uh, I definitely appreciate you. Thanks for your time this afternoon, my man. Oh, yeah. I look forward to that. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there he goes, Tyler Dragon, USA Today, again on Twitter, at the Tyler Dragon does a great job uh, covering the NFL like a glove, a uh, real good dude right there. And he'll be in, uh, in our city sooner rather than later for mandatory minicamp, which is what, June 6th through the 8th? Yes, June 6th through the 8th, mandatory minicamp for the Silver and Black. 4.31 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, hear the conversation I had earlier today with Coach Becky Hammond of the Aces as we're here at the VU Studios for Aces Media Day. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. And we're live from the VU Studios, Aces Media Day. It's getting wrapped up. Everyone up here on this floor where interviews were going on, TV stations, radio stations, it's clearing out. I'm just the, the last of the Mohicans waiting, and that's cool. That's cool. I'm all good with that. We get everything wrapped up here at 5 o'clock, and then I'll make a beeline to the home studio as I got some uh, ESPN action to do tonight. So uh, my day never ends, which is cool. Woke up in El Paso. It's actually kind of cool day, Damon. Woke up in El Paso this morning, uh, got to the airport, got hit up by ESPN to do a radio show, got on the airplane, flew to Vegas, uh, you know, changed, went to the radio station, came here, and then the day keeps going. So this has been uh, a fun day for me, and uh, it's going to continue on well after – uh, after we get off the air here on Unnecessary Roughness. But we're here having a good time. We've had some really good guests on the show so far. Adam Hill started us off on the RJ. Orlando Franklin, former NFL offensive lineman, really good stuff. And we could have probably talked to O for another 20 or 30 minutes with so many different directions we could have gone. He was here in Vegas not too long ago. He uh, toured the UNLV campus. Uh, really good dude and really smart when it comes to the NFL game and what, what he took away from it as a player, former player, we could have gotten into so many different conversations with Orlando, but we'll have him on the show again. Sam Gordon uh, joined the show to talk about a local recruit that UNLV landed, a big-time recruit, and maybe that gets the ball rolling for Coach Kevin Kruger and company. And then we just heard from Tyler Dragon from USA Today, all things NFL. In between all that, Chelsea Gray, Willie Ramirez, and myself had a few-minute conversation with her. Kelsey Plum, same thing. Uh, Kirsten Bell, we haven't got to that yet. We may be able to get to that before the show gets wrapped up. If not, we'll get to it tomorrow. She had a really good nugget about her dad and her dad watching her play basketball. So that I really want to get to. So if we don't do it today, we'll for sure do it tomorrow. We also got some calls and texts. I uh, want to get to these texts real quick on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R. Ask multiple questions today. What are your thoughts on Marcus Peters? He's visiting with the Silver and Black. Do you think that the Raiders should sign him? And Looking at the Raiders' totals for 2022 as far as interceptions go, six. And that's what Marcus Peters does. He does get interceptions. They only had six in 2022 as a team. Two by Deron Harmon, two by Meek Robertson, and two by Denzel Perryman. Harmon's not on the team so far. Perryman's in Houston, and Amik Robertson is, is left. So there's not a whole lot of ball production when it comes to taking the ball away. So I asked the question, what should the target number be for the Silver and Black in 2023 as far as takeaways by way of interception? 
Rob in Oakland said, I'm lukewarm on Peters. He has ball skills and brings energy to the team, but his gambling gets him burnt, and his emotional uh, volatility may be worse as a Raider. If he ever got upset at a P.I. call with prior teams, imagine how mad he'll get as a Raider after multiple flags. I'm joking, but not really. Happy birthday, DeMond. I got five on your birthday steak. There you go. Well, well, Rob, thank you for the text, first of all. And if you got five on his birthday steak, that means you got five steaks. That's the whole steak. That's the that's the that's five, an upgrade. That's five steaks for Demond right there, as he's the dollar steak guy. But uh, yeah, happy birthday to Demond. We've been celebrating. Demond eighteen that. on Cash App, Rob. <laughs> Don't do it, Rob. Don't do it. He's just gonna take it to the dollar store and disappoint you. So do not do it. But I'm with you, Rob. As far as you know, being lukewarm on Peters, like again, a few years ago, probably would have been more excited. But you know, coming off the injuries and, and as you mentioned, the the you know emotional part of Marcus Peters and the gambling again not gambling off the the field we're talking about gambling as far as you know going for the ball or whatnot and you know keeping his eyes in the backfield that I mean that gets him beat at times I mean it does but he does have the ball production so it's like one of those you know love-hate relationships you get you get mad and then you get happy like a couple plays later so uh, you know you got to take the good with the bad Uh, I'm interested to see what ends up happening ultimately with Marcus Peters if they do end up signing him also, Jim from Yonkers hit us up and said, bring Peters in, but there is more to bring in, so don't break the bank. The playoff game exclusively on Peacock is totally wrong, and the fans keep getting dumped on for greed. As for the Thursday games, it should be the last game of the week, not the first game, followed by a bye week. Ten days before and ten days after their game. Makes too much sense, so it will not be done. LOL, thank you for a great show. And Jim brings up a lot of good points. Uh, yeah, again, with, with Peters in his contract, you definitely don't break the bank. You cannot. I mean, it's just, again, the, like I mentioned earlier in the show, the juice is not worth the squeeze. If he's going to come in on a cheaper deal and they say, okay, this guy can help, you know, mentor, and I don't mean mentor like hold him by the hand and say, hey, this is how you do it, but just kind of lead by example for a couple of these younger guys, cool. But at the same time, these guys are going to have to go and, and grow up and, and just learn on their own as well. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't look at Marcus Peters as like a mentor type per se, but again, a guy that's been there, done that, knows what to do. So if a player can just watch and observe what he does, they can learn the game a little bit. Thursday night games, as much as I love the NFL, I don't need them. I really don't. If the only Thursday games that they had were, you know, the, the Thanksgiving game, just because it was a spe- you know, specialty day, I'd be fine with that. I don't need Thursday games, and we know that players don't like the Thursday games. And for, for the league to give some teams multiple games and others none, uh, that's, you know, that's just kind of uh, – some of those players I know aren't too happy about that. And, yeah, Peacock, the next, the next streaming service that's going to have a playoff game, a playoff game. So if you don't have Peacock, you're missing a playoff game. Uh, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough pill to swallow, but I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate. Right? I don't, well, it says it's exclusively on Peacock, so I don't know. I think uh, Peacock's free. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. A, I have it. It's a streaming service, right? Yeah, but I think maybe you can sign up for free. You can have it on TV, right? Because I have – I think I have Peacock on. I know I have it because I use it because that's where you get the WWE pay-per-views now. Oh, they're okay. exclusively on Peacock, so I know that I got Peacock, but I don't know how much it costs me. Okay, well, I, I mean, that's not that's not surprising <laughs> either. You not knowing something is not a surprise to me at all. So there you go, well, Jim. Thank you for that text. Uh, do appreciate you. Uh, now it's four forty-two. Let's go ahead and get into the conversation. You can keep those texts coming if you want. A six nine one eight seven keyword R and R as we get ready to close out the show strong. I had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Becky Hammond early today at Aces Media Day. Here's that conversation. Here with Aces Coach Becky Hammond and Coach It's Media Day again. And how does this feel to, to be ready for your second run as an Aces head coach? Was I talking to you last year? You were. You were. Yes. All right. Nice to meet you. You too. Um, 
We're excited. I mean, obviously, um, we have a lot to work, a lot of work to still put in, um, but we think we're going to put a pretty good product on the floor. And um, at this point, obviously, in in training camp, it's about creating great habits, um, great work that will sustain us um, throughout the season. Um, So that's where our focus is at. Um, You know, it'll be a fight entitlement type approach <laughs> like that human complacency that kind of creeps in after success we gonna fight that with everything we got um, because um, you know achieving greatness and, and maintaining greatness are two different things how much of the you know fighting off the being the hunted did you learn and experience when you were with the Spurs organization obviously plenty of success there so you guys were hunted quite often had the target on your backs right well it's just bigger now you know right. like I tell them I said <laughs> You know, not one win carries over, not one bucket, not one point. The only thing that actually does carry over is the hate. So (laughs) that will come with us. Right. Um, You know, so um, just an approach of how to handle success, how to handle success, because anything that we've done in our basketball lives, I'm I'm telling you, this year will be harder. Um, So it's going to take more self-sacrifice. It's going to take more trust in each other. It's going to take a lot more work um, to to achieve kind of what we want to do this year. So... Um, it's just got to be a everyday approach and everyday presence and understanding um, the opportunity that lies in front of us on a day-to-day basis. We can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Coach Becky Hammond of the Aces, our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You mentioned uh, creating great uh, work habits. How, how does that new facility help you do that? Because now it is all yours and, and the girls can go there. You guys just, that's your home. Well, I mean that's huge the, the fact that we don't have to pack up after right. every practice or move things um and i mean you want to go to work there you want right. to walk into that building every day and get to work um you know it's like i don't know i, I think you know i grew up i was born in a trailer park so <laughs> you got a big smile on your face just talking about this well, place now i don't live in a trailer park. right right um but it's like that move up yeah you know of your work pays off Mm -hmm. and um not that there's anything wrong with trailer parks it's probably a terrible line (laughs) no it's all good (laughs) but it's understood um, it's the point of of moving up and getting better and getting rewarded for that and um having somebody in an owner specifically that believes in you and believes in the product that he's putting out and giving you every uh opportunity every tool um, every form of support to be successful, and that and that's what it takes in professional sports. You need that kind of leadership, mm-hmm. um, that type type of investment, um, and that type of buy-in. And then you know, buy-in always starts from the top. Right, right. You know, every team is never going to be exactly the same. You have a new cast of characters as well that you're mixing in with Asia and you know Chelsea and Kelsey. How, how does how do you blend those those new uh, characters in, including including Candace? Well, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for both of us. She's going to be learning us. We're trying to going to be learning her. Um, right now, you know, there's a lot of different terminology. I know defensively we do some things differently that she's never done before. Um, but like I tell them, that's why we have a program. Right. Like, we have a certain way we do things. Everybody will be held to the same accountability um, level. And, and we go and we we put in the work, like I said, and then we hold each other accountable Um but I have to be crystal clear with everybody what the job description is. I don't think you have a basis to hold anybody accountable if they're not quite sure what they're supposed to be doing. Right, right. Um, and, and the effort that it, it is required to do it greatly. So um, we keep – right now we're in a lot of teaching and, and learning mode. Um, so what you're seeing, you know, what you saw the other day against mm-hmm. uh, New York um, – 
you know, A, they're not going to be that team. Right, right. We're also not going to be that right. team. We, we want to be able to see growth um, with with every moment that we're out there on the court. And I think that was one of the fun things is just she's a baller. Like, <laughs> baller's balls. Right, so, right, 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 right. Um, and a winner. Yeah. So, so brings that. Yeah, I mean, she we her pedigree is ridiculous, um, you know, her resume. So... Hell, I'm t- I tell and I tell the girls all the time. I'm like, you guys have an idea. Like you've been doing this your whole damn life. Like right. we're gonna use that. Yeah. We're gonna draw on your experiences. We're gonna draw on your eyes out there, um, and what you see and what you feel. Because at the end of the day, if I give you something and you don't believe in it, um, it doesn't matter. It could be the greatest scheme or the worst scheme. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and try hard. Right. Like try hard factor. I always use the football analogy too. You know, like a say like a defensive lineman. Like he tries hard every time every snap you're trying your hardest to go get that quarterback right and if you're really good you get him like 13 times <laughs> like think of that of all season yeah think of that yeah yeah <laughs> like but i'm trying my hardest every time right right to only catch that rabbit like 13 times right and you're that's all crazy. pro then <laughs> yes that's crazy right like the greatest ones do it that many times but how many times they've had to get up off the f- ground yeah. and try again and get up off the ground and try again i love so many football analogies because it's it's real in life yeah. like but you're actually physically putting yourself through the motion of getting up off the grass right. getting up off the turf like that builds stuff in you you don't even know it's building stuff in yeah, you. Yeah, it yeah, stuff in you. It really does. Well, congratulations, obviously, on the championship, getting ready for this next season. As you said, preseason's going on, so situational basketball. Not necessarily even wins and losses, just situational, just trying to work out some kinks before the season gets ready. For sure. I mean, we're, we're not anywhere close to the product that right. we want to be or wish to be at the end of the season. Um, but we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be there right. yet. Uh, we know we have a lot of work left to do. And like I said, um, you have to work in such a way that you deserve you you should win at the end of the day. Right. If you don't work that way, it's yeah. not going to work out. No doubt. Well, congratulations again. I see you got a big long line, so I'm going to let you yeah. go, but I appreciate right. your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Coach Becky Hammond right there earlier, uh, obviously of the world champion LV Aces preparing to defend their title and uh, try to go back to back. They got a nice squad. Uh, they're all here having a good time today, and it looks like everything is getting wrapped up from the uh, the media day, and it looks like their intro video is done, and uh, maybe I'll go down there and shoot some hoops. No, I'm kidding. There ain't, there ain't no hoops for me to shoot. I don't need to be doing anything else today, DeMond. I've already been busy enough, so I definitely don't need to be shooting no hoops. But it was good to uh, catch up with Be- Becky Hammond. Uh, I had her last year on the show here uh, during media day, so getting to catch up with her again, we're making it like a yearly tradition. So definitely appreciate her. She remembered. Her. She remembered. She remembered. She remembered, and then she didn't, right? So it's all good. She did give me the nice to meet you again, and so I was like, yeah, okay. But it's cool. So good, good stuff. And, hey, when you're a champion, you, you meet a lot of people and you talk to a lot of people. So, you know, I thought she gave some good little stories, though, uh, in, that, in that little five-, six-minute interview that I had with her. So, uh, it was, like I said, it was really good to catch up. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines. Let's close the show out strong, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yes, sir. As far as, as, far as Marcus Peters, uh I think that's a good signing. He kind of reminds me of Charles Woodson, and he should be a safety. Because he gets beat jumping a lot of routes. <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay. And so uh, I'm not saying he's not a good corner. He is. But I think a move for him to be safety, where he could just sit back and just go attack the ball all day long. That's what made Charles Woodson, to me, a uh, uh, he was probably would have been a Hall of Famer regardless, but a lot. I think Peters should be following that same route right now. 
And so uh, that's what I think. How you been doing, man? How was uh, Texas? Fantastic, fantastic. Glad to be back. But, yeah, it was good. It was really good. That's all I have, my man. All right, appreciate, appreciate you. Yep, ABA Ivan Davis, good stuff. And, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing about corners, especially ones like Peters who, you know, like to keep their eyes in the back of the, uh, you know, in, in the in the backfield anyway, have to keep their eyes on the quarterback. A move to safety wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad at all. That's really a good idea, actually. I, I would have uh, no problem uh, if the Raiders are bringing in him in to do that. That would probably make a whole lot of sense. So, uh, ABA Ivan Davis, thanks so much for that call. And, again, for me, it always goes back to money, DeMond. It goes back to how much money is it going to cost. It's just not – it's not one of those that you break the bank for. I know they have a nice little chunk of change. They did sign their third-round pick, Byron Young, out of uh, out of Alabama. That got made official earlier today. They sent the notice out about that. So, uh, they, you know, they, they got a little bit of change left that they can go out and sign a couple people, but – I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a lot of money when it comes to Marcus Peters at all. Yeah, I checked on Spotrack, and his contract of market value is uh, $9.8 million. So let's just round up and say $10 million. Yeah. That's what his value should be. But at this point in the game, like I said, 4 or $5 million max. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. If that's, if that's what it's the, you, know, you can get, then he better take that because I, I don't know. I, I say he better take that. I mean, maybe some team kind of like what Adam Hill said earlier. Well, I mean, Adam Hill brought up a, a good point. Uh, because I didn't think that there was any way that uh, Odell Beckham was going to get that kind of deal that he got from Baltimore, and that was a big chunk of change. So I say that 4 or $5 million should be reasonable for Marcus Peters, but there may be a team that has extra money and just says, you know what, the hell with it. We need a, we need a corner. We need a guy that can go get the ball. Here, here's, here's a big chunk of change. So I, I don't think the Raiders – actually, I know the Raiders won't do that just because Dave Ziegler has shown already that he's way more disciplined than that. But you never know. There could be a team out there that just says, like I said, just, well, we need a guy, so we're going to go spend all the money in the world. Yeah, like Adam said, there probably is a team out there that is that Marcus Peters away that they feel that this will yeah. put them over the top. So I think that that may, maybe I'm not ch- trying to tell him how to do his career, but maybe that should be the teams that he's looking out for. If you're going to take that $5 million, do you want to be a part of the Raiders where it's mainly more of a mentor role? Or maybe I'd, I'd still wait out. I'd hold out. Maybe like in Dominican Sue, not as, not as late as he did last season, mm-hmm. but Wait until those contenders start calling around. I also wonder how much, you know, the whole Raider mystique would be something that interests him. I mean, he's from Oakland, and I know that the Raiders aren't playing in Oakland. I'm very well aware of that. But, you know, I I don't know if that's something that, you know, if if that was ever uh, a childhood dream of his. Like, I'd be lying to you if I told you it was because I I don't know. You know, and I I know that how close him and Marshawn were, and I know how much it meant for Marshawn to play with the Raiders before they left Oakland. I know that that was a big deal, but I I don't know. You know, I don't know if that's a big deal to Marcus, but it could be. That could be one of those things that, you know, he grew up and, and you know, maybe was a Raider fan or his family was a bunch of Raider fans and, and could, you know, feel some kind of way about playing uh, with the hometown team, to say. And so, I mean, there, there's something that could be said about that. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few different things that go into why people want to, you know, want, want to play in certain areas. I'm with you, though. If I'm him and I'm going to take, you know, been a, like minimum money, like a 4 or $5 million deal, I'd want to go to where I feel like I have the opportunity to win, right, and and win a lot of games. And, you know, if that just happens to be the Raiders and they roll out a plan and say, hey, this is how we're going to use you and this is how we think that you could really be effective, that might be that might be it. Or there may be a team that comes along later on that's like, you know, hey, 
um, we want to sign you, and, and, you know, our corner just went down in training camp. A lot of these veterans I look up as guys that are going to get signed in training camp, like the Zeke Elliott's. I think he'll get signed in training camp. Guys like Marcus Peters, you know, Tyler Dragon mentioned uh, Dominican Sue. I, remember, he went all the training camp last year without doing anything. Basically so, the whole season. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it, it took forever before he signed with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I just think a lot of these veterans get to a certain point in their career where they don't need to they don't need to worry about training camp. They're like, yeah, we'll sign after training camp. I'm good. And then they work their way into shape during games. And, you know, whether I agree with that method or not, that's what works for them. And so – uh, it's a give-or-take type of situation. The NFL has what works for them, and veterans that have been there done that have what works for them. So that's going to do it for us. We don't have time to get to Kirsten Bell, but I promise you we'll get to it on tomorrow's show because it was a really good conversation, and she shares a cool little nugget about her dad that I thought was awesome, and so it should be heard. So we'll hear that tomorrow. John McClain from Galleriesports.com, Sports Radio 610. He'll join the show. Uh, Ed Graney should join the show to talk all things Raiders, and we'll probably get Trevor Lane to preview the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. That's all coming up on tomorrow's show, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. DeMond, great job. Finn, great job. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's Randish Radio 920.